0: Hello, my name is Danielle Casey, Senior Pastor of Triumphant Love Lutheran Church, located in Austin, Texas. I would like to welcome you as part of our family as you join us for the audio portion of our Sunday morning worship service today. You may also choose to watch this service as a video broadcast by looking for the YouTube link in the description of the podcast. You may also go to our website, tllc.org and look for the recorded Sunday worship service. Through this website, you can also find out more information about our congregation. Join us now as we begin our service with a musical prelude. Welcome to Worship Where You Are with Triumphant Love Lutheran Church. I am Pastor Danielle Casey, and we are delighted to have you joining with us on this fifth Sunday of Epiphany. Just a few announcements and reminders. We continue to gather your prayer requests, so send those in to us here at the church so we can include them in the Sunday prayers. We also thank you for continuing to support our ministry with your offerings, whether you do that online or with one of these envelopes, bringing it by or mailing it to the church. If you haven't picked up your 2021 envelopes, we do have those here at the church for you to pick up. And if that's something new you'd like to try in these uh, pandemic times, we do have a few extras for someone new. A reminder that Lent begins with Ash Wednesday on the 17th. We will have ashes to pick up here at the church along with Lenten devotions. If you come by on Saturday to pick up for communion or come by anytime during our office hours. And now we begin our service with a confession and forgiveness. Blessed be the Holy Trinity, one God whose voice is upon the waters, whose mercy is poured out upon all people, whose goodness cascades over all creation. Amen. Let us confess our sin, trusting in the abundant grace of God. Holy God, You search us and know us. You are acquainted with all our ways. We confess that our hearts are burdened by sin, our own sin and the broken systems that bind us. We turn inward, failing to follow your outward way of love. We distrust those who are not like us. We exploit the earth and its resources and fail to consider generations to come. Forgive us, gracious God, For all we have done and left undone. Even before the words are on our tongues, you know them. Receive them in your divine mercy. Amen. How vast is God's grace. Through the power and promise of Christ Jesus, our sins are washed away, and we are claimed as God's own beloved children. Indeed, we are forgiven. In the wake of God's forgiveness, we are called to be the beloved community, living out Christ's justice and the Spirit's peace. Amen. We sing. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all.
1: And also with you.
0: Let us pray. Everlasting God, you give strength to the weak and power to the faint. Make us agents of your healing and wholeness, that your good news may be made known to the ends of your creation. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. I now invite our young people to gather around to join me for a children's message. Hello. Well, I imagine if you are watching this on Sunday, you know there's a pretty big football game happening, and maybe you have plans to watch. Like many things this year, I imagine, though, that might be a little different than usual. You probably won't be having a very big party. There won't be very many fans in the stands, but There's one thing that I'm betting will be part of whatever sort of Super Bowl watching you're doing, and that's snacking on food. That's a big part of the fun. Did you know that on an average Super Bowl Sunday, Americans consume 30 million pounds of things like pretzels and popcorn and chips and other snacks? That's a whole lot of eating. Yet at the same time, in the 50 states that make up America, Texas ranks second in food insecurity. That means people don't know where their next good meal is coming from. So on this day, when lots of us are feasting on snacks, there are still others, especially in this pandemic year, who don't have the basic necessities for their next meal. That's why years ago, someone started something called the Super Bowl of Caring. It actually started out of a church youth group as folks wanted to make an impact on that day when so many feast while so many others go hungry. So if you're paying attention to our gospel story today, you might see a little bit of how that youth group got influenced to serve. Today we hear about Peter's mother-in-law. We all know a lot about Peter, how he was called to be one of the disciples as a fisherman, how he helped Jesus feed 5,000, how he walked on the water, how he was called the rock of the church. We don't know a whole lot, however, about his mother-in-law, except this short little snippet of a story that we hear today. We hear that she was at home sick, that Jesus came and healed her. And then what do you think she did as soon as she was healed? What would you do if you had been sick in bed and all of a sudden could be healed? Maybe you would go out and ride your bike. Maybe you would go and play with some friends. Yeah, there are lots of things we might do, but that's not what she did. What she did as soon as Jesus healed her was get up and serve others. She got up, in fact, and fed others in response to this miraculous healing she had experienced. For me, she gives us a great example of what it means to be one of Jesus' disciples. Part of being a disciple means that we serve and care for and even feed others. So today, when you're watching the big game, or maybe sometime later throughout this week, as you're remembering all those snacks you feasted on, you'll also remember those who do not have food in their pantry. Perhaps you can participate in this Super Bowl of Caring. A lot of grocery stores have bags you can pick up, or maybe you can pick up some items out of your own pantry and take them to a local food bank. Or better yet, bring a buy here. The next couple of Saturdays, we'll have a special collection for our bread for all food pantry. There are things like beans and pasta and soup, so that we have not just a Super Bowl party, but a super bowl of caring, a super bowl of serving, as Jesus calls us to do. Will you pray with me? Our hands we fold, our heads we bow. It's time to talk to God now. Dear God, thank you for Jesus who heals us and frees us for the sake of others, for the sake of service. Amen. Go in peace. Serve the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our service continues with our readings for today.
2: A reading from Paul's first letter to the Corinthians. If I proclaim the gospel, this gives me no ground for boasting, for an obligation is laid on me. And woe to me if I do not proclaim the gospel. For if I do this of my own will, I have a reward. But if not of my own will, I am entrusted with a commission. What then is my reward? Just this, that in my proclamation I may make the gospel free of charge, so as not to make full use of my rights in the gospel. For though I am free with respect to all, I have made myself a slave to all, so that I might win more of them. To the Jews I became as a Jew, in order to win Jews. To those under the law, I became as one under the law, though I myself am not under the law, so that I might win those under the law. To those outside the law, I became as one outside the law, Though I am not free from God's law, but am under Christ's law, so that I might win those outside the law. To the weak I became weak, so that I might win the weak. I have become all things to all people, that I might by all means save some. I do it all for the sake of the gospel, so that I may share its blessings. Word of God, word of life. Thanks
0: Thanks be be to to God. God.
2: Please rise for the reading of the gospel.
1: Open your ears, O faithful people, open your ears.
0: Holy Gospel according to St. Mark, the first chapter. As soon as Jesus and the disciples left the synagogue, they entered the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. Now Simon's mother-in-law was in bed with a fever, and they told him about her at once. He came and took her by the hand and lifted her up. Then the fever left her, And there he prayed, and Simon and his companions hunted for him. When they found him, they said to him, everyone is searching for you. He answered, let us go on to the neighboring towns so that I may proclaim the message there also, for that is what I came out to do. And he went throughout Galilee, proclaiming the message in their synagogues and casting out demons. The Gospel of the Lord.
1: Thanks be to God.
0: We sing. mother's-in-law. A pharmacist tells a customer in a cartoon, in order to buy arsenic, you have to have a legal prescription. He holds up a picture to which the pharmacist replies, no, a photo of your mother-in-law won't do. Mother's-in-law, poor things I imagine they were the brunt of jokes dating all the way back to Jesus times. And today we get to meet one of them, Peter's mother-in-law. Well, we sort of get to meet her. We don't get many details about her at all, what with the brevity of Mark's gospel. So I find myself wondering what she was like. I wonder if she was one of those difficult mother-in-laws always doing, doling out unwanted advice to Peter about the kids or throwing around negative comments about his fishing career. I wonder if Peter would tell jokes about her behind her back. My mother-in-law's so bad that, then you could fill in the blank. Then again, Given what we hear in the story, I wonder if she was one of those wonderful mothers-in-law, always throwing fisherman Peter a line just when he needed one, perhaps ready to support him in this new calling to follow Jesus and perhaps even take care of the kids in order to make it happen. I wonder if Peter brought Jesus home hoping that he could somehow heal her after what he had just seen Jesus do in the synagogue. The healing of Peter's mother-in-law is a classic healing story. It's all fine and good. It is what Jesus does. It's what he's good at, it seems. But we get such a short description that it's easy for us, I think, to miss the deeper meaning of this story. As big a figure as Peter would come to be in the church, you'd think Mark would give us a little bit more of this story, this miracle. But it gets only two measly verses in the gospel. Mark writes, Jesus came and took her by the hand and lifted her up. But there is something going on in Mark's succinct story that's easy for our modern ears to miss. That word translated, lifted her up, is egero in Greek. And it caught my eye this week as I was reading this story again because Mark uses it several times throughout his gospel. The word egero is important because it literally means rise. It is the same word that Jesus uses three different times when telling his disciples about his future. The Son of Man must undergo great suffering and be killed, and after three days, rise again. It is the same word used at the empty tomb when the women are told, you are looking for Jesus of Nazareth who was crucified. He has been raised. He is not here. So Jesus is not merely helping Peter's mother-in-law to stand up or to get up, but to raise up, to be resurrected, to have new life restored to her and within her community and with God. Jesus is raising her from illness and her bed, but also from death's door and all that takes life away. The healing of Peter's mother-in-law is, yes, a classic healing story. But we get this short description such that it's easy for us to miss all the meaning that Mark is trying to convey. Peter's mother-in-law only gets those two measly verses. Jesus took her by the hand and lifted her up, Mark says. And then he concludes this miraculous healing simply by saying, the fever left her and she began to serve them. There is something else going on in this succinct story. To our modern ears, it sounds a little bit like she just got up and gave them a plate of food, which she very, me- way, very well may have done. But before you begin to get this picture of the scene as a quintessential 1950s housewife, there's something more you should know. Mark is again emphasizing something that I think gets lost in our English translation of his words. That word serve is diakono in Greek. It is the word from which we get our English deacon In most denominations of the church, deacons carry a lot of weight. For some, they are something akin to a council member. But in our ELCA, they are called to word and service ministry, seeking healing and justice in the world and working to equip all of God's people into an active life of service. Finding their own way to use their gifts to serve in the world. Hopefully, most of you at Triumphant Love already know that because TLLC has its own called deacon, Deacon Bree, who is specifically called here to children, youth, and family ministry, but who helps equip us all to serve in the world through her prophetic proclamation and casually probing question, say more about that. That same word, diaconeo, is the one Jesus uses to describe his own ministry when his disciples are asking him to define it for them. Speaking of himself, he says, the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and give his life a ransom For many, Simon Peter's mother in law's response to Jesus' healing of her, to his raising of her, is service. Her living is a life of gratitude. She is living a life of service, a life of discipleship. She might just be. The mother in law of service. And at least as Mark will tell the story, she probably outdoes Peter himself in that department. Because if you jump ahead toward the end of Mark's gospel, you will get let in on a little secret. At the very end, in the crucifixion scene, Mark finally lets us in on this little secret that the crowd of Jesus' disciples include more than just the twelve men to which we are accustomed to name. Because after all the men have fled, or deserted, or betrayed, or denied Jesus, we learn about a group of women who watched Jesus' execution from a distance. Now not all of these women are named, and we know very little about most of them. Still, what Mark makes a point to tell us is that they provided for Jesus when he was in Galilee. And that verb, translated as provided for, is once again diacaneo. So maybe Simon's mother-in-law is among those serving women who observed the crucifixion with her own eyes. Luther professor Matthew Skinner says, if she's among those women, then she's more than a cook, a waiter and dishwasher. She's also a follower. If she's a follower and a follower who is willing to serve as she goes, then she's also a disciple. If she's a disciple, then to her has been given the secret of the kingdom of God. I was thinking about her and all of these rich words in this story the other night, as I attended the Mary Martha Fellowship Group, because one of the topics of conversation was, what will you do the moment we're all healed from this COVID pandemic? I loved this question because honestly, there are times I don't think I've had my head far enough above water for long enough to even let myself dream about that moment yet. My initial thoughts went to things like hugging friends and family, eating favorite foods from restaurants with all the gift cards we purchased to help hopefully keep them open, or shaking hands at the church door at a jam packed Sunday service when you all return here. But the more I thought about it, the more I realized I've also missed the ways I used to get to serve others without even thinking about it. Now I confess, I am no Mother Teresa when it comes to service, but it's those simple acts of service reading with struggling students at the local school, working at the Community First Village, singing in our church choir, attending an in-person board of ministries or council meeting, distributing the necessities at the Bread for All food pantry. These are things that I've been missing. I miss serving others, seeing the face of Christ in their face, this close to mine. Maybe you have too. It got me wondering then if there isn't a bit of mother-in-law in us all. Because there have been and there will continue to be days when Jesus has helped us stand up or get up, but also days when Jesus has raised us up resurrected us, given us new life with God, with those we love and with our neighbors whom we are called to serve. Perhaps the days of this COVID pandemic are still quite long until it is over. Who would have imagined it'd be this long already? So perhaps it is still too far off to plan in detail, but perhaps it is not too far off to dream of what we will do and how we will respond to the healing of our world from this experience. How will we respond to this gift of new life in our new normal? Will we respond like Peter's mother-in-law Will we serve in response? Will we feed those who are hungry and provide for those in need? Will we be a disciple in every sense of that word? Yes, the healing of Peter's mother-in-law is a classic healing story. But it's also a classic serving story. We know it well, I think because it is our story too. Perhaps we understand it because there is a bit of this mother-in-law in in us all. Amen. We sing. have been elected and chosen for positions of leadership in our congregation. We give thanks for their willingness to serve. In baptism we are welcomed into the body of Christ and sent to share in the mission of God. We rejoice now that these sisters and brothers will lead us in our common life and our mutual mission as a congregation. A reading from 1 Corinthians. There are varieties of gifts, but the same ser- Spirit. And there are varieties of services, but the same Lord. And there are varieties of activities, but it is the same God who activates all of them in everyone. To each is given a manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. Board of Ministries leaders and council members, you have been elected and chosen for positions of leadership and trust in this congregation. You are to see that the words and deeds of this household of faith bear witness to God who gathers us into one together with the whole church. You are to seek to involve all members of this congregation in worship, learning, witness, service, and support so that the mission of Christ is carried out in this congregation, in the wider church, in this community, and in the whole world. You are to be examples of faith, active in love, fostering peace, harmony, and mutual understanding in this congregation. On behalf of your sisters and brothers in Christ, I ask, will you accept and faithfully carry out the duties of the offices for which you have been chosen. And people of God, I ask you, will you support these, your leaders, and will you share in the mutual ministry that Christ has given to all who are baptized? We We will, and we we ask ask God God to help help us. us. Then I now declare you board of ministries leaders and council members installed in this congregation. Almighty God bless you and direct your days and deeds in peace that you may be faithful servants of Christ. Amen.
3: Let us pray now to our almighty God that we may be transformed by God's all-encompassing grace and bring hope to all we encounter in our troubled world. We pray for people of all faith and for all creation. Passionate Jesus, just as you healed the sick and the fragile, we call upon you during this continuing pandemic to bring your healing touch and comfort to all who are affected by COVID-19 and all who are in need. Grant those in the medical profession the gift of your guidance and infuse them with strength and perseverance as they treat the ill and the suffering. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. O Lord, let your light shine in the darkness and help us to see your word at work in all new beginnings. Guide us to be your faithful disciples as we seek to emulate your life of compassion and generosity wherever we live, work, and play. Help us to be advocates for those who are marginalized, powerless, and victims of bias as we champion the cause of social justice. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. God of all people, during this time of division, anger, and discontent, grant us the courage to be peacemakers and extend forgiveness to others. You who make all things new, transform our hearts and minds so that we can all live in harmony with one another. Holy Spirit, Unite us together in one heart, mind, and faith. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Holy God, we pray that you mend all that is broken. For the sick, we pray for healing. For those who mourn, we ask for your comfort. For those who serve others, bestow upon them courage, compassion, and understanding. We place our hands in yours, knowing that with you, all things are possible. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. God of
0: love and mercy, listen to the cries of those who call out to you, and let them feel your presence. We lift up to you the joys and concerns of our congregation. We lift up our prayers of thanksgiving for our triumphant love ministry, and especially today for our outreach team and for the Bread for All Food Pantry. We pray for those in need of healing, especially for Myron, Grace, Jess, Margie, Giancarlo, BJ, and Diana. We pray for those in need of comfort, especially for Elna for those in treatment for cancer, especially for Lene, Barbara, Bob, Donovan, and Doug. We pray for those battling COVID-19 across the country and around the world. And we pray for those who mourn the loss of loved ones, especially Karen Arroyan and the loss of her father, Bev Stuber and the loss of her friend, and the friends and family of Dr. Dodson and Dr. Naramanchi and for those things and people in our hearts and minds now. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Heavenly Father, we entrust all for whom we pray to you. Strengthen our resolve to boldly proclaim your truth and equip us to be your faithful servants. Amen and the peace of Christ be with you always. Please share a sign of Christ's peace with those around you and with those you meet throughout your week. To give to our ministry, please mail in or drop off your offering. You may also give online by visiting our website at tllc.org or scanning the QR code below. Together we are forming faith from roots to fruit. Let us pray. O God, receive these gifts as you receive us, like a mother receives her child with arms open wide. Nourish us anew in your tender care, and empower us in faithful service to tend to others with this same love. Through Jesus Christ, our saving grace. Amen. And gathered into one by the Holy Spirit, we pray as Jesus taught. God, the Creator, strengthen you. Jesus, the Beloved, fill you. And the Holy Spirit, the Comforter, bless you now and forever. Amen. We sing.
1: Shine, you people, Christ the Lord has entered. Our human story, God in him is centered. He comes to us by death and sends around with grace unbounded. See how he sends the bars of
0: As Lent is approaching, to make your preparations for Ash Wednesday, come by during church office hours or on Saturday morning to pick up ashes for your family, as well as communion elements and Lenten devotions. And now, go in peace. Be the light of Christ. Thanks be to God.
1: Thank you for listening to our message today. We are Triumphant Love Lutheran Church and are affiliated with the Southwest Texas Synod of the Evangelical Lutheran Church of America. We are located in Austin, Texas. You can follow us on our website, www.tllc.org. We look forward to you seeking us out as our podcast progress and further episodes are added. You have a great day, and may the Lord be with you.